بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ ڈے از دا and celebrate the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the appointed days over the cattle which he has provided for them then eat you thereof and feed the distressed ones in want so like I mentioned in the previous verses Allah is mentioning that Ibrahim called the people to the Hajj and he promised that they would come from the four corners of the globe But here he mentions the maqsad of the hajj. لِيَشْحَدُوا مَنَافِئَ لَهُمْ That they may witness things that benefit them. There are a lot of people, they don't understand the maqsad. Because why is Allah Ta'ala wanting us to go to Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifah, Arafat? Because he mentions explicitly that you will see things that will benefit you. The Prophet ﷺ famously said, Hearing is not like seeing. So this is the main reason that we actually go to the, the blessed land. So what do we benefit from? So in Ibn Jadid and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Abdullah Ibn Abbas, he recited the opening portion, لِيَشْحَدُوا مَنَافِئُ لَهُمْ He explained, benefits in this world and benefits in the hereafter. The benefits of the hereafter include the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Material benefits in the world include sacrificial animals and trade. So Ibn Abbas and many others of the Salaf, they said that the benefits you receive are this world and in the next. This world is you see the things that benefit you and of course business and of course the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. in the next so now there's a few reports so it mentions so this is recorded <coughs> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Remember your Lord on the ayyamin ma'lumat, on the appointed days. <coughs> so what are the appointed days? So here it mentions that Abdullah ibn Abbas, so this is recorded in Bukhari, Fatal Bari 2-531, Behaki in Ishu'ab al-Iman, number 3770, Ibn Kathir Stavsi. <coughs> Abdullah ibn Abbas, he explained, ایامم معلومات the appointed days or the ten days آئی of Zulhijjah so Allah the Almighty and Glorious He commands that you remember or you celebrate the name His name 
through the appointed days. And according to Ibn Abbas, this is the ten days, of, the first ten days of Zul Hijjah. Similar was mentioned by many of the Salaf, Abu Musa al-Ashri, Mujahid, Qatada, etc. in Ibn Jalil, in his tafsir, and Ibn Kathir. Also, the hadith mentions, so this is recorded in Sayyid Bukhari, Fattal Bari, Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu he relates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَلْ عَمَلُوا فِي أَيَّامٍ أَفْدَلَ مِنْهَا فِي هَادِ No deeds are more virtuous than deeds done on these days. The companion said, not even jihad fi sabirullah, ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَلَلْ جِهَادُ فِي sabirullah." إِلَّا رَجُلًا يَخْرُجُ يُخَاطِرُ بِنَفْسِ وَمَالِهِ فَلَمْ يَرْجِئُ بِشَيْءٍ Not even jihad for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless a man goes out risking himself and his wealth for the sake of Allah and does not come back with anything. So the Prophet he highlighted the virtues of the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah. He goes, no deeds are more virtues. So now what's interesting which deed did the companions instantly think of was the greatest? Jihad. They didn't mention fasting. They didn't mention anything. Because not even jihad, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet said, not even jihad. Now think about that. <laughs> not even a person who's out striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, risking his life, you are greater than him. Except one, the Prophet said. He doesn't come back with his life. He's martyred and he spends his wealth also. Also, in another report, it mentions. So, this is recorded in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, Tabarani, Tahawi, Great Hassan in Irwa ul Ghalil, number 890. Abdullah ibn Umar, that the Prophet said, There are no days that are greater before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in which deeds are more beloved to him than these 10 days. So increase in your tahleel, takbir and tahmeed during these days. So let's look at this. So in this authentic report, the Prophet again said, There are no days. There are no days more immense before Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala ahabbu ilayhi al-amal fihin. Or in which deeds are more beloved to him. Now think about that. There are no days which are more immense. With your Lord. No in which deeds are more beloved to him. Than these ten days. Then the Prophet specifically gave you a command. فَأَكْثِرُ Do in abundance. La ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar. And Alhamdulillah. During these days. I show thanks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These 10 days include the day of Arafat. In Sayyid Muslim, the, uh, Abu Qatada radiyallahu relates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was asked about fasting on the day of Arafat and he said, Ahtasibu alallahi an yuqaffir as-sanata maadiyata wal-atiya. I hope by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it will be an expiation for the previous year and the coming year. So the Prophet said, whoever fasts on the day of Arafat, that's the ninth of Zul Hijjah, one of the ten days, it takes out two years of sins. Imam Bukhari records 
in his chapter on Al-Eidain, and he made a Kathir's tafsir, Abdullah ibn Umar Abu Hurairah radiyallahu used to go to the marketplace during the 10 days and say takbir and the people would say takbir when they said takbir. So what would be the blessed scene during the time of the Sahab in the marketplace? Now think about that. Marketplace is when people go to sleep. They're committing sins. In those days, you all you heard was takbir. Imagine entering a marketplace and you're hearing Allahu Akbar. I think what's happened, right? Because this 10 days of Zulhijjah. Right? So even in the 10 days, they were doing the glorious zikr of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, Ibn Kathir said, these 10 days include the day of Nahr, the 10th, which is the greatest day of Hajj. It was recorded in the hadith, it is the most virtuous day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is recorded in Imam Ahmad's Musnad 4-354. So you got the 10th, and the 10th is Yawmul Hajj al-Akbar, according to a hadith which is recorded in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. So these are the 10 days which Allah specifically commands us that you remember him. Ayyamin ma'alumat. Also, there's a few other reports which are worth mentioning. So, Hafiz ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah, he explains something very important here. In Zad al Ma'ad, volume 1, page 61, he said, The last 10 nights of Ramadan are better than the first 10 nights of Zulhijjah. Whilst the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are better than the last 10 days of Ramadan. The last 10 nights of Ramadan acquired this virtue on account of Laylatul Qadr, which falls during those nights. In contrast, the first 10 days of Zulhijjah acquired their virtue on account of the rituals performed during them, such as the rituals performed on the day of sacrifice, the 10th, the day of Arafat, the ninth, and the day of Tarwiyah, i.e. the eighth at Mina. So there's no contradiction. A person goes, what's more holier? The last ten nights or the first ten days? You answer your own question. <laughs> so you say, well, what do you mean? He goes, the, the nights and days are different. The nights is Ramadan. The days, it's Zulhijjah. And the reason is because of what Allah has blessed those two with. And also, there's a report. In Bazar ibn Hiban, Sayyih al-Jami, number 1131, Sayyih al-Tarheeb, number 1150, our beloved Messenger said, the best days of the world are the 10 days. The best days of the world are the 10 days. So now, this is Ayyamin Ma'alumat. But in another part of the Quran, in Surah Baqarah, in Surah 2, verse 203, Allah gives another command. And he says, Celebrate the praises of Allah during the appointed days. So now there's a difference. In Surah 22 verse 28, he says, Celebrate the name of your Lord on the days which are known, the ma'alum, the known days. But here in Surah 2 verse 203, he says, Ayyamin ma'adudat, the appointed days. There's a difference. The report mentions, this is in Sayyid Bukhari, Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, number 3770. Ibn Abbas said, 
min ma'adudat refers to the days of tashrik. min ma'adudat. The days appointed are referring to the days of tashrik. So what are the days of tashrik? The days we do takbir. The Arafat, starting from Arafat, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So what's the simple difference? That simple difference is the first 10 days are ayyamin ma'alumat. The five days, 9, 10, which are part of the first 10 days, but 11, 12, and 13 are ayyamin ma'adudat, according to the great Ibn Abbas. So now, question. If you worship on the night, the first 10 nights of the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, What's the reward? So there's a report. In Tirmidhi ibn Majah Behaki, and it's graded da'if by Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi in his checking of Mishkat number 141. Abu Hurairah radiallahu that our beloved messengers reported to have said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are no days more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you to worship him than the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. Fasting any day during it is equivalent to fasting one year. And to offer tahajjad during one of its nights is like performing tahajjad on Laylatul Qadr. So this is the hadith. So what does the hadith say? That if you offer tahajjad on the first 10 nights of Zulhijjah, it's like Laylatul Qadr. So now a person says, but this narration is weak. Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi graded it weak. So the response to this is, have you read Surah Al-Fajr? So a person, you know, queries this, he goes, why, how is that relevant? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fajr, Surah 89, ashr by the ten nights. He swears by the ten nights. According to Ibn Abbas, that those are the ten nights of Zulhijjah. So Allah has sworn by the first ten nights of Zulhijjah. So why would he swear by the nights if only the days were holy? Therefore, Allah is highlighting that don't ignore the first 10 nights of Zulhijjah. So therefore, you look at this hadith and it makes sense. If you worship during the night, you would expect an incredible reward given to you by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, the takbirats take place on the days of uh, the days of Tashriq and that's in response to that verse in Surah Al-Baqarah Surah 2 verse 203 so the verse to read the verse verse 28 that they may witness things that benefit them and celebrate the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the days known over the cattle which he has provided for them then eat you therefore and feel and feed the distressed ones in want. So not even though Allah is talking about Hajj, He's mentioned the blessed days. And this is for those who are not actually also performing the Hajj. This is His kindness. Verse 29. Then let them complete the rites prescribed. For them, perform their vows and perform tawaf around the ancient house. So here, a few things are mentioned. 
So first of all, the verse actually translates, if you take it literally, right, verse 29, let them put an end to their unkemptness. ثُمَّ الْيَقْدُ تَفَثَهُمْ وَالْيُوفُ نُذُولَهُمْ Put an end to your unkemptness. This is referring to the 10th of Zulhijjah. The word in this verse is translated as unkemptness by Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas said it refers to long hair, nails that will be shaved and clipped respectfully amongst other things. So what does Allah Ta'ala order in verse 29? That now get rid of your unkemptness. There's a hadith where the Prophet said, Allah Ta'ala is proud of the disheveled pilgrim. Meaning when you're doing your rites of Hajj, normally he likes cleanliness. But he likes it during the rites of Hajj that you're covered in dust. But here on the 10th, Allah Ta'ala goes put an end to this. And Ibn Abbas said, you get rid of your hair and you clip your nails. The four Imams considered the clipping of nails to be forbidden during the Ihram. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala said, here, now clip, now get rid of. Meaning you can't do it at the other time. So this is a point which is mentioned here. Also in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, it mentions, So it mentions in the verse 29, Let them complete their prescribed duties. What does this mean? In Ibn Jarir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Ibn Abbas said, This means ending ihram by shaving the head, putting on ordinary clothes, trimming the nails, etc. This was also reported by many of the Salaf, Atah, Mujahid, Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, and also uh, Ikrima and Muhammad ibn Qab al Qulazi in Ibn Jarir ibn Kathir's tafsir. Then it says in the verse, Wal yufu nudulahum, perform their vows. What does this mean? Ibn Abbas explained, This means any vows made about sacrificing a camel. Two of the hajjas required a sacrifice, the matu and ifrat. Uh, so when you vow, Allah is saying, Perform the vow now. This is why on the 10th the Qurbani is done. And then it says in the same verse, Perform tawaf around the atik house. Mujahid explained, This means the tawaf which is obligatory on the day of sacrifice. This is in Adur uh, al-Mantur ibn Kathir's tafsir. So if a person queries, where does it mention the fad of tawaf? Verse 29. Allah Ta'ala says, perform tawaf and it's all talking about the 10th day, the day of uh, sacrifice. And also, why is it called Atik, the Kaaba, Bayt Al-Atik? So Hassan al-Basri, he recited, it is called this because it is the first house established for mankind. This is in Qurtubi in his tafsir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir. So Allah Ta'ala calls it Atik. Why? Because it was the first masjid. This was also the view of Abdul Rahman ibn Zayd ibn Aslam, Ibn Jarir ibn Kathir's tafsir. Also, Ikrimah rahmatullah said it was called Bayt al-Atik 
because it survived the flood at the time of Nuh so when there was the great flood the Kaaba was preserved and the word for survived is Khosev said it was called Bayt al-Atik because it was never conquered by any tyrant this is in Ibn Kathir in his tafsir so combining the reports the Salaf have interpreted the word Atik to mean the first They've interpreted Atik to mean preserved. They've interpreted the word Atik ancient. So how does Allah describe the Kaaba? It was the first, it was the preserved, it was the protected, it was the ancient house. Now out of those, there's actually a direct report. So the Hadith mentions, so this is recorded in Tirmidhi, number 3181, Hassan Ghali. Behaki in his Delay al Nubu'a 1 125, Hakim in his Mustadrak 2 379, Sahih, Zahabi Sahih. Our beloved Messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the house is named Al Atik only because no tyrant has overtaken it. So if you have a direct clarification from Rasulullah, this has precedence. So this is the meaning of Atik. Meaning, no tyrant, Allah Ta'ala will give ability to take over the Qab. Allah Ta'ala will look after it. And of course, if you look into our history, and in the future, he does. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's called the preserved, i.e. the protected, the honored. So now, just as a point of interest, Abu Bakr Siddiq was called Atik. The Prophet Sallallahu called him Atik. This is in Tirmidhi. So what is the meaning of Atik? It means the first, the preserved, the protected, the honored. So all of that applies to Abu Bakr. So the Prophet was actually hinting to something, that he was the first. People say, who was the first believer? They have a you know discussion about it. Because who's Atik? Then the guy looks here, what's Atik mean? He doesn't even know what it means. And the response is, it's the Quran. Also, in Ibn Abi Hatim, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Ibn Abbas, he said to Abu Hamza, Have you read Surah Hajj? Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Let them complete the rites prescribed for them. Remember, the end of the rituals is the tawaf around Bayt al-Atik. And also in Bukhari and Muslim, Ibn Abbas said, The people were commanded to end their visit to the Kaaba by the tawaf. But menstruating women are exempted from this. So Ibn Abbas, Tarjuman al Quran, was explaining this verse. He goes, The last rite of Hajj is Tawaf. So there's three Tawafs during Hajj there's the arrival Tawaf, there's the obligatory Tawaf, and there's the farewell Tawaf. The obligatory Tawaf is on the 10th. But it also could mean the farewell Tawaf because it is the last thing you do during the rites of Hajj. So not if you look at the verses, Allah doesn't go into any great length in terms of detail. But he gives you the framework, i.e. in which the Hajj is performed. So I'll decide the verses. And we will conclude. ليشهدوا منافئ لهم ويذكروا اسم الله في أيام معلومات على ما رزقهم 
بهيمتل أنعام فكلوا منها وأطعموا البائس الفقير ثم ليقدوا تفثهم وليوفوا نذولهم وليطوفوا بالبيت العتيق We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Qur'an the Rabi of our hearts and I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives you for any edits which I may have inadvertently ordered. Subhanahu wa ta'ala 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 subhanah